Hey, what's up, man? Hope all is well in the weather and the winter. I just listened to your show, um, the, the Be Forever Cool. Nice, great show. Um, very interesting, great start on the show, too. You know, I really enjoyed listening to it. I mean, I, I know you, you know, you touched on a lot of things that most racers share. Um, you know, that's, so that's really good, a good show that you're doing there. So keep it up. I, um, I was listening to the word racer, uh, something for, for new people to understand too, where like I've been racing for like over six years now. Um, and the word racer to a lot of people would think, and it probably is defined as getting out there or riding as fast as you could possibly ride and beat everybody and win races. And if you don't come home with, 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 with trophies and medals, you're not actually racing. You know, you, you got, that's the stigmata behind racing, that you got to win something. You got to leave with plastic at the end of the weekend. And I think that you should, at some point, differentiate what the, that kind of racing because I for me I think it's two kinds of racing there's the one for, for racing for plastics and then there's the one that goes out there to ride your machine that you've built and spent time on and put a part in and did your research and you go out there and you get an opportunity to experience how that 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 that, that, that accomplishment of what you the package that you put together, I think that that's another part of racing. So that's the two types of racing. You know, the one that you go out there to win the plastic and the other one, this one that I just telling you about. So I don't really have to explain much about the plastic. You just got to go out there and beat the person in front of you and finish on the podium and, you know, get your name on the board. And that's that's one type. The other type now is the one... Where, as I said, you do the research for your parts, you um, you put it together, a new chain, you know, and the new sprocket bike looks good, you know, you, you it's race week, you you know, you get, you go to the the dollar store, grab up your Powerade, you you know, things that you know you're gonna enjoy during this time that you're away from society, from your responsibilities. You know, as you're doing this racing thing, that's that's the best part about racing for me. Is when I when I get off exit, whatever that exit is, 15 or whatever, I always stop at Walmart. Always, it's such. It I do it so much now that it's a part of my. It's a it's a what's the thing? A superstitious regime. I gotta stop and buy something from Walmart. So I usually buy like the fluids that I can be using for the weekend to hydrate, some a nice little snack. Another part of it is um another part of it is getting to the track, finding a spot, setting up, you know, um, getting your stuff ready, pulling out your bike, running your card, extension card, putting your bike on the stand, you know, putting all your fearings. For me, I used to have to do that because I would put my bike in a minivan. And you know, getting that thing, then then people start to show up at the track saying, hey, how was your week? How was your, your month? You know, though that's so that's a, such a big part of racing, you know. Um, then, you know, after that, what are we doing for dinner? That's a big part of racing. I enjoy that. I spent, that's why I spent a lot of years just messing around because I wasn't really looking for who wins. 
a championship points and try and get being the fastest export. I was just looking for what we got, what we had there on the weekend. And I think that that's what happened to me as, along the way, that I got caught up with this fun part of the racing and not so much of, you know, hey, we need to run, I need, to, I got to run 16s to be an expert and I got to, you know, get amateur championship. But one time I did that, the first time I said I wanted to be amateur champion, I crashed twice. Biggest high side I ever had in my life. Scared the shit out of me. So, like, and that's why I just realized I need to start continue racing for fun. You know, and that's the best part about racing right now. The world racing for me, especially. And I'm sure they got a lot of people out there that would find that part about the racing. The world that fits them. And like I said, that's... that's that's I sure for you as well. Like when you when you you like a part of the race, and I could imagine is when you driving, going to different tracks and setting up, finding generators. You know, standing up, talking with new people. Hey, I'm from the northeast. You know, and they, it that that's such a different feeling. You can't really explain it, but that's definitely a type of racing. The actual just getting there and being set up and and. Um, and then going out there and doing your tests and your practice and figuring out the track, you know, that's a big part. That's a solid definition of actual racing. So um, I hope, you know, you could probably touch on that in the next time or at, at some point and let, let people know that racing and actually coming home with the trophies, but it's actually the entire thing about the race that, that defines racing, you know, just going out and then try said something very important there he was say uh, he said finishing the race and and not crashing you know as, as you get up into the age that we are and the responsibilities build you got kids you got a wife you got to go home to you got a job mortgage you got to pay for the track the, the credit card bills for the for the races that you sign up for the biggest part of racing is actually just finishing finishing the race and having fun so Definitely gotta explain that to people that it's not it's not about winning coming home with trophies. You're listening to the Be Forever Cool podcast. My name is Rex Forty Five. I'm along with TJ from Two Wheels and Coffee. You know, I couldn't have explained it any better than that. That's why I, I literally had to just play that um, for 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 folks to hear, um, TJ. Um, and I, I'll also go and say this, um, you know, this is um, our fourth uh, episode in, in the series and um, we've been getting a lot of love so far. I want to shout out uh, Leroy from Guyana. Uh, he raced in the Northeast uh, at Loudoun in the Neymar series. And, um, you know, after hearing our first episode, uh, he sent me this, uh, th th this note and, you know, we had chatted and asked him if I can play it, and he gave me permission to play it um, because I couldn't have explained it um, as eloquent as, as he did um, with the two different kinds of racing. Um, that was pretty good. That was pretty deep. Yeah, that was, that was on the money. Right on the money. Um, because, and so this episode is, is, is going to be talking about the two different kinds of racers and, um, and the best way to 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 kind of set up you know two different titles you know we got the folks who are professional the ones that want to make a living from racing and then we have the enthusiasts 
um, which, you know, en- enjoys all the same thing the professional enjoys, but the goals are different. So the cost is different. The The risk is different. Yeah. You know, you know, the enthusiasts is the love, the love for it will keep you out there, but the cost is uh, a major effect. And uh, the people that are trying to do a professional, they usually start young, but I don't, I don't see there's a cost effect in that when you have the the chance to take it that level. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, yeah, you know, it, you know, we're. We've been blessed um, because um, in the next few episodes, we're going to have someone on to talk about racing at a very young age. Um, you know, we're coming in to racing motorcycles. Uh, I, you know, I've, I started racing at, f- at, at 40. Um, uh, and, and, you know, how, how old do you mean you started racing? I believe I was 33. 33. Um, so we're coming from it from a different angle. So we're the enthusiasts in the game, right? Um, we're not the professional. We're not looking to go to Motor America, um, Motor GP, Motor, I mean, World Superbike, World Supersport, BSB, the, uh, you know, the Australian League, the Caribbean League, you know, this, you know, the Irish, this, there's so many leagues, right? Yeah, there's so many leagues. And- um, and, and, and so it's generally going to be the younger folks and maybe some older folks as well. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to sit here and say you're, you're ever too old to go race in Motor GP. Um, Valentino Rossi has proven that. You know, you can be over 40 and race. Granted, you got to have the same skill set as him, but you still can be over 40 um, and, and, and race at a high level and be, you know, two seconds off the fastest guys in the world. Um, you, you know what I mean? So we're, we're going to do this episode and just kind of talk about that, the, 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 the racing aspects of it. Um, you know, uh, you know what, what do you think about what Leroy Roy said about, um, you know, going to the track and, and that experience and, and, and do you find yourself, um, you know, trying to chase times or, or, or plastics or, 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 or just have the experience that he's talking about? Well, you know, it's good what he said. Um, my, my first time as a new rider getting to the track, you know, didn't know what to expect. I just want to get out there, you know, see, you know, test my limits, see what speed I can build up. Uh, listen to all the fast guys, watch all the fast guys. Um, and um, then I took it from there. And then once you get the love for it, you realize there's a family, you develop a family. So I do have a ritual now. So when I get to the track, I do exactly kind of opposite what Leroy said. Now I, I, I show up and um, I say hello to everybody. Then I unload and then I, I set up my stands and table and then um, everyone's like, "What are you doing for dinner?" And I'm like, uh, "Sorry, I gotta go to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gotta I gotta make my Walmart run, get my my fruits and my snacks for the track, and my, you know, my juices. And right, right. Make sure I'm set up. And then once I come back, and I see what's going on. But you know, so yeah, so I, you I know, really, I really like what he said. That that is uh, fun, uh, really good. What he said. So I, I develop a ritual just like that. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Um, I think we all kind of do, uh, regardless male or female or where you are. Um, I yeah, same thing. You know, I didn't. I only drink Red Bull at the track, and I only drink Red Bull at in the morning. Um, you know, I generally go set up first, and then hit the Walmart run and and, and grab all the things I need. Um, you know, before when I first started, I used to you know 
get there in the morning and try to make registration and all that stuff and 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 just being chaos and and by the time you put on your suit and it's time to go off for practice you're a mess because you just expended so much energy so now i like to show up the day before um go through tech the day before you know get my tire warmers on everything set up so that when i wake up in the morning all i got is my rituals which is you know go get my cappuccino on these days make my cappuccino red bull um have a have a sandwich have some you know uh you know make make a smoothie and then you know go on the track and 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 you know figure out what my day's gonna be like right yeah you know the, the, you gotta have your own ritual and i realize um you know there's there's a certain etiquette for for racing anyway you have to be organized so yeah you you want to in your sure own you, way yeah. in your own way you got you want to make sure you set up you have everything you don't want to do it setting up at the last minute and you know forget a piece or a part yeah uh, yeah and, and, that. and it, that's, does, it does happen we have <laughs> seen people try to go on a track and they don't have their boots on we've seen people try to go on a track and they don't have their helmets on um or, or not strapped or gloves you know what i mean and 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 so there is you know you don't have to be superstitious but you should have a ritual so that way you you check all the boxes yeah you know you, you got everything you need you're, you're checking your tire warmers i remember you know i i, I remember uh, and I remember, I've had a few experiences uh, where my tire warmers uh, were off for one reason or another, and and you know, so now I, I I'm I'm prone to check my 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 warmers at least four times before I get out there just to make sure something didn't happen because you you know it's like you can set you can check your tire pressure you can put your warmers on and 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 for whatever reason you go back. And and something is off. Yeah, you don't want to go out there and risk anything. You want to make sure everything, like I said, is in working order. So you do want to check your tire warmers. You just walk over to your bike, just put your hand on it, and make sure you get get a little heat going. Yeah, you know, keep the confidence up. So exactly, and and you know, and and Leroy's point is is there's you know as we try to do the two categories of professional professional again is someone who's trying to make a living from it whether you're a privateer or you're signed to one of the manufacturers or or some team out there um or your individual who's you know financing it however you're financing it um the enthusiast generally is not trying to make a living from it but they still want to go out there and be the best versions of themselves every lap they can be so the work ethic is the same, but the, the, I, I think the overall goal is is, is different. You still want to get plastics at the end of the weekend, um, but you're not. If you're an amateur, you may not be, you know, in a rush to become an expert. And if you're an expert, you may not be in a rush to set the lap record. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know the plastics make you proud, but you know you you can't be in a rush out here. You got to take your time, and you 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 take it step by step, corner by corner. And the the more seat time you get, you know, the the better you will improve. Mm -hmm. And uh, you will make mistakes, but you just you just keep getting at it and keep your focus high. Yeah. So. And, and and let's talk about the, the mistakes and the focus for a little bit mm -hmm. because um you know, we I guess we have different we have you know, I have ten years of experience, you have three years of experience. Um what mistakes have you had let's talk about some of the mistakes you've made. <laughs> It, 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 the show's not long enough. <laughs> the show's not long enough. So, so we should we start from like uh, you know getting to the my, track my and set, yeah, yeah yeah just getting to the track setting up going out you know talk a little bit about your first experience but more you know in 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 the northeast the the track is such a technical track 
um, that there's three different classes. You, you, there's a novice, there's an amateur, and there's an expert. Yeah. Um, so we talk a little bit when you were a novice and getting to the track and the mistakes, and then you know we'll talk about you being an, an amateur yeah. um, and and some of the mistakes, and, and then we'll I'll, I'll tell you about mine. It, it was funny is uh, I made the same mistake actually as uh, both classes, a novice and an amateur. But uh, I can go over the first one as as a novice um, riding the 400 that I rented. I was uh, you know, just riding the laps, feeling comfortable, getting used to the lines. You know, you know, you try to follow somebody to to see what they're doing and try to keep up. Right. And um, I had a few sessions in me, and there was one session that there was a, I think it was a coach or or I don't know who it was, but they had the same 400 cc as as I. Mm-hmm. And um, they they passed me, and I was like, oh, so if they pass me, I can. Uh, keep up right and well, that, that's that, that's a good well, you know well, you, you need a you know you need a toe well that that was the mistake <laughs> that i made right there you know i wasn't focused on myself got you got so, you. Okay. yeah yes so what i i try to do is keep up with someone who had more experience and um actually got this on footage if you want to check it on my ig channel so um turn one he hits the corner really well and i'm just like holy like shocked because i'm not to that level yet and then I hit turn 1A, and I had too much bar input and just lost the front. Yeah. And I didn't know, like I said, I didn't know what happened. And people are saying cold tires, but as learning as you go faster, you can't use the handlebars. So it goes along with experience. But right, right. that was the first mistake Yeah, I, I made, you know. But I got up, and I was, I was fine. Yeah. And, 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 and it sounds like that's kind of, you know, the same mistakes I've made as far as, on the track. I mean, you know, we could talk about, you know, setting up and, and not picking up, you know, not having the experience to know if it rains, um, which part of the track floods. So you probably don't want to camp out, um, which part of the track floods. Um, so I've, I've, I've spent a few rounds, you know, in, in a pond, um, because I was, I was set up in a place where, where tend to hold the most water. If you show up late, like midnight, one o'clock yeah. and it's packed and yeah. the spots that are open, that's the flood spots. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Listen, you say that again. Say that again. Say that again. If you show up late, you know, you try to show up at the track like at one in the morning, you know, everyone's already set up. The spots that are open, use the flood spots. Listen, I, I, you know, I, you, you've only been riding for three years and you figured that out. Yeah. I've, I'm learning right now because you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, and if you're fortunate enough to friend some people, they might be able to save you a good spot. So definitely um, make friends. And um, you, you, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, not riding, but the same thing. I think the biggest mistakes that professionals, enthusiasts makes um, is losing focus. Um, and, and focus starts from when you decide you're going to race in that weekend. You know what I mean? Focus doesn't start when you go out on a track for practice. Focus starts when you when you start to plan, when you're packing your trailer, go packing whatever, um, making sure you have everything you need. Don't want to forget a wrench. Don't want to forget a tire warmer. Don't want to forget, you know, a chair uh, because now you're spending more money than than you have to or, you know, you're, you're, you're depending on someone else's tools or food or whatever. Um, so focus really starts from the time you decide that, okay, I'm going to the racetrack this weekend yeah. or, or whatever weekend you decide. Get all your things in order. You know, whatever your practice is, is your practice. You know, if you go off a of memory, go off a of memory. If you write things down on paper, on a computer or a phone or whatever, whatever it is, have your lists, 
have your stuff, check, make sure you have all the things you have because once you sit on a bike, actually, once you get to the track, it's too late. <laughs> well, like you said, like uh, Leroy said, um, um, once you leave the house, you know, you like it's like escaping from reality. Yeah. You know, so you you actually got to focus from there too. So your mindset is all on the track, what you're going to do, who you're going to meet, what you're going to eat, you know, and then you go through your rituals. So. Yeah. So, so focus definitely starts before the track. Um, you know, and I, you know, and, and I, and that's not something that I created. I mean, you know, I, I've heard the greats say it. Um, and, and, and that's where it is. It starts there. And, 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 you know, and it's very easy to lose, lose focus. And, and for me in competition, you know, it's, it's when somebody passes you or somebody makes a, you know, in my case, you know, it makes a bad move and, and I'm upset because I didn't think it was a clean pass and I, and I got, I got to pass them. And my goal is now to pass them and versus, you know, finishing the best way I can. And, gen and, and, and for me, I crashed because I, my focus was chasing somebody down instead of, you know, riding my ride. And, and at the end of the day, you got to ride your ride. Whatever the bike is giving you, whatever your body or your mind is giving you, mm -hmm. that's the ride you got to do for that day. Um, you know, if you try to do something else, you know, and don't get me wrong, you can warm yourself up, you know. I'm, uh, you know, I'm generally, you know, I warm up and, and, and my fastest laps are usually my last couple of laps. Um, and if you're that kind of ride, which is not good because, you know, then you're trying to chase people down. So I'm not sitting here saying, you know, that's the way you should ride. I'm just like, you know, for some people, you, you know, you start out slower, but you, you still, um, you know, you can't lose focus. Yeah, you can't lose focus. Um, so going on my second incident, uh, I uh, was chasing someone down, um, thinking that I can get by them in certain corners so, so that's another thing you got to practice is once you get you know fast enough or you know up to speed where you think you're confident you got to work on other things like passing or getting past and stuff like that so i try to make a move past someone but i wasn't on the right racing line and i didn't know that at the time and i i, I lost it in turn 12. so i was actually chasing him down trying to get past someone and i lost focus instead of just trying to see if he would make a mistake and right. have a cleaner pass. You know, yeah. so. And as far as focus, you know, when you go on a track, what type of focus you want to focus on, you know, you got to find each turn. You know, there's there's markers where you want to have a muscle memory for. So, like, each turn you want to know where your RPMs, like where your bike sounds, uh, after you let go of the throttle or when you're braking at certain parts. There's, there's par certain parts on your track where when you're up to speed, you can, you can memorize Right. Yes. And I guess that would be the other part, memory, right? Because so you have to focus on that and you got to do that consistently until you're off the track. Right. So. Yeah. And, and you know, we're not we're not going to teach you how to ride. We'll tell you go to the schools and go to the professionals. Um, but we, I, you know, I regurgitate what they've said to me uh, and probably you as well. Um, you know, take notes. Yep. Um, everything is about notes. It's, you know, street riding. I, I've never raced on the street bikes. I don't know what that's like, and I won't ever do it. Um, I've raced cars on the streets, and I'm not recommending it, but I've done it. Um, but the track is a little different. The track is is like, you know, learn, learning a dance routine, or or if you're martial arts, learning a form or something like that. Um, it, it's it's muscle memory. 
the faster you're going to go is muscle memory. For the fast and the professional guys, sure, they'll, they're going to learn a track faster than we are, but they're going to break at the same time every corner. They're going to gas at the same time. If they make a mistake, they'll recover from it however best they can. Um, but it, 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 it's, it's, it's just how well you can be consistent for eight laps, 16 laps, 20 laps, whatever the race is. Definitely had to be consistent, and um, that takes a lot of focus. Got to be in shape, and you know, you, when you get to the track, you have to set your boundaries. You know, you have to have your your alone time. Yeah, you, points, you, you, you gotta know, get your mind right. Get your mind right. Um, it's not it's, it's not all fun and games right. until after. So. Right, and in the beginning, it's different because yeah. you don't know. Right, yeah. in the beginning, you're, you're trying to figure that out. Um, if you're a lo- young rider, it's probably easier than if you're an older rider. I mean, I only know from my perspective, but like the first few years, I w- I was lost, uh, and you know, and and it only took a while. It, it took a little bit. To, to, for me to get find a routine and and to find where a space where I was like okay you know I kind of know what's going on now and, and kind of you know I can kind of do these things now and you know you know what I mean and you know so it, everyone is going to be different that way you know there's some people that first time on a racetrack and they're very competitive uh, there's other people's it may, it may, people that may take you know uh, uh, some rounds yeah so yeah, when I my first time on the track I didn't know anything but but a suit. <laughs> You know, but I was fortunate to be around a good uh, environment that I asked a lot of questions yep. and it, it got me onto the track the next season. And um, and, and now I'm trying to, you know, express that how, how good it is and, and how, how safe you can be out there. So Right, right, right. Uh, and which which is pretty cool, yeah. which is the most important thing is how safe you can be in, in such a risky in, environment. And um, there's, there's different levels uh, of, of it. You know what I mean? So, you know, so, yeah. So, you know, shout out to Leroy for uh, sending us that note, because, um, you know, you know, we're, we're, we're still very new at, at, at this podcast. And, uh, you know, we're not trying to um, exclude any part of racing because, you know, for a lot of different people, there are a lot of different reasons why they go racing. Uh, but one thing is important is like once you get to the before you get to the track, you have to be focused, regardless if you're a professional and you go on club racing just to, you know, build your skills and compete against the, the, the best club riders or you're a club rider that's just starting out. Um, at the end of the day, focus is the main thing, planning out your your, your, your weekend, uh, you know. And this is even before, like, the bike, right? Yeah. yeah. You, you want to make sure you're comfortable. You want to get – you don't want to be doing all this at, like, 10 o'clock at night. and It, right. it, it, it gets cold at the track, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and don't get me wrong, for some experience – so if you're an experienced rider showing up at the track at 5 in the morning and setting up, you already know what to expect. If you're a new rider – Setting up the track at five in the morning, you're gonna be useless at eight o'clock in the morning. You're gonna be useless. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? Because it's new. Um, so, you know, the universe gives us all type of things. So you never know what's gonna happen. Now, listen, I've uh, gone racing, totaled my car going racing, you know, and still made the race. Uh, you know, and 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 you know, where if I just started racing, I probably would have just turned around and went home um you know i've been fortunate enough to ride with some riders you know you see folks in their leathers fixing their bikes changing their tires doing whatever because you know it's not just being on the track you know it's it's the whole weekend it's how you survive the whole weekend you know what i mean At what uh, how much you're going to push yourself to get back out on the track when something bad happen bad happens you know your bike is not working and you got to you know i've seen people do engine swaps in two hours 
and go back out and go racing. You know, so it's not. And and in the beginning, you know, if the temperature wasn't right, I wouldn't race. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's like a it's like a marathon. You know what I mean? You want to see what you're made of. And, and, And it's not just being on the track it's everything how you how you survive the whole experience you know what what, what you you know and as a as a new rider and you know we'll have some folks on that'll tell you that like there's many races and i'll say it again there's many races where i just didn't feel like i wanted to go race and 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 then i've been around some people and i see the level of which uh they instead of them saying you know what oh my shift is broken or my exhaust is came off i'm, I'm, I'm done no they spend 20 minutes sweating getting their bike back together to go out and go race again and and that's the part of it right because at the end of the day like Leroy said uh when you're coming ho- you know you always want to come home yep. you know what I mean and when you come home and you said yo my bike broke my I had to change a radiator I had to change a swing arm I had to change whatever and my suit I had to borrow a suit and then I came home and I got plastics too did all this it, it it makes you a different human being um it, it, it and, and there's you know and there's that that's all i can say it, it just makes you a different human being because motorcycle racing you know the best regardless if you're an enthusiast or a professional the best ones don't quit you know you, you you might see sports where you know there's a second and a half and somebody believes they can win the game you know, at the end of that, that's what it is. It's the best of the best, regardless. Um, you know, and, and and when you see it in action, like when I first saw it, I didn't understand it. Um, when I started, when I experienced it for myself, it was just like, yeah, now I gotta get back out there. Well, like when I went down, the first thing someone told me is get back out there. Like, yeah, today. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, I don't think I want to go back out there. I don't want to. I don't want to go on my last session. They were like, no, I'm telling you, get back out there. Yeah. So. And, they forced me to. I followed them, and that was the best thing that could ever happen. I mean, it will slow you down a little bit, but you know, you you gotta keep getting back. You know, you got, you gotta get up, get back out there. Don't quit. Yeah, you know? that that that's that's it. Regardless if you are professional yeah. or enthusiast, you know what I'm saying. At the end of the day, whatever hand you're dealt, you know, it's you can easily just pack up and go home. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I've done it. You know what I'm saying, and I and 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 you know I've seen other folks do it too, uh, but I don't do that anymore. And I think you know when you, if you go to school or or track day, it's it's like a high school or a college. You find writers through the around the first time, and you develop a relationship, a friendship, mm-hmm. and you, you talk and you ride on the track at the same time and. When you get off, you discuss everything, and then when you you try to go again, and that's how you develop a little bond. So, you always have someone around too. Right, right. So, you know, and 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 that's just we we're not talking about the bikes now. As far as the bikes, um, your bike, you know, if you're a new rider, um, I, I remember, you know, let's let, let's have you talk because I I have a little bit more experience than you. Um, what was it like, you know, your first time out on that 400? Um, and then let's talk about, you know, you, you bought a built race bike, uh, full disclosure. He, he, you know, he bought the bike for me. Um, but what was your experience like, you know, with that bike and, and, and riding with the rental bike and then, you know, having a, a, a race built bike, um, super sport built? Well, there was a, so much going through my head. Like I knew I was renting the bike and um, it wasn't mine. So I had to be careful and always 
riding a 600 on my most of my riding career um on the street uh renting a 400 i knew was something i can handle but when i got to the track i didn't know what was actually needed so when i rented the bike it didn't have like tire warmers right it had dot tires so when i got out there i just rode you know just as fast as i could <laughs> um I'm not sure. Like it had uh, uh, rear sets, you know, it was woodcraft bike. It had all the all the all the good parts on it, but you know, it it was it wasn't it was very light, and um, it was easy to flick around. But I didn't really know what I was doing, you know, as far as body position goes. I was just figuring out the lines, um, and I got pretty used to it pretty fast. But you know, my speed wasn't up there. Um, but when I jumped on the the 600, I thought I was ready for it. And, you know, t- having a bike that has a suspension, full suspension set up to my weight, uh, extended handlebars, quick shifter. And, again, the 400 didn't have a quick shifter, so I was shifting every gear. Um, it's good training. <laughs> yeah, it's very good training, actually. Um, um, ECU flash, you know, stuff like that that, that will – you don't have to focus on – uh, a lot of things you can focus more on on riding. Right. It, it, very, it helped my speed improve and focus a lot. And the 400 was a very good bike to practice on because all you need to do as a new rider is, is learn the lines and, right. and get your get used to body position, body position, getting used to being passed by riders and not looking over your shoulder, just being confident and predictable. Right. Relax. Uh, and relax. So. But that's the most important part. Yeah. Relax. But um, once you get... Uh, into it more and want to improve you do need better suspension set up and have a bike that is more race built right uh, and going into that 600 that had was definitely a race ready bike um it's very comfortable you get used to it pretty fast as well so i'm very fortunate to have the bike and trying to improve more right right yeah and, and i'll say you know my experience is you know is is 10 years in the in the making i didn't rent a bike but i bought a someone else's race bike and that was one of the best things for me because you know it's when the bike is already set up and it's a good build meaning that it's not breaking down every second on you and stuff like that and everything works um it's a beautiful thing because then you just gotta worry about your body position your braking you know your eyes um you don't have to worry about the bike at all uh you know what i mean and and so i had a i had a very good experience with my first um buying a first uh race bike like you did uh my second race bike which is the bike you purchased and i had to build my experience was a little different um you know i went to you know when you first i'll go back a little bit because if you know i was new to motorcycles in general so i didn't have a lot of connections with you know motorcycle mechanics or technicians or whatever you want to call them i didn't know who knew you know how to build a good bike i know i can tell you who can build a good race car but i couldn't tell you how to go build it so i had to learn that um you know and i had some people connect me with some people um and for the most part it went okay you know i i end up you know buying a crashed bike uh, the 07 that you have and 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 trade in my race bike for a bunch of parts from somebody else um and that can go well or it could go pretty crappy um depend on the person you're buying for and, and let's just say at the end of the at, at the end of the conversation with guy i wanted nothing to do with him um because it, it it you know some people um some people mean well 
in motorcycle racing, but not everyone means well. And sometimes you may get a bad hand and, um, and you have to recover from that because not every person in motorcycle uh, racing or motorcycle mechanic or, or anything to do with motorcycles is bad. And most of them are pretty good, I would say. Um, but there are a few bad apples out there that, 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 that will, you know, sell you parts that aren't as good as they should be or as, or as they claim to be. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of happened to me um, with building that bike. And, you know, I have parts that I couldn't use because, you know, they, they just sold me crappy parts. But if you don't know, you don't know. And, and so, and, and you, you know, you know, so I'm sure there's somebody out there that can learn everything about motorcycles and not get screwed. But all of us is going to have a ba- at least one or two bad experience um, with some motorfi- motorcycle folks, um, rather ra- riding on the streets or, or uh, on the track, you know, there's some dealers that are just, you know, they they just do some horrible things, and 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 not all of them are like that, but there's some out there like that. So yeah, um, before I bought your bike, um, when I was asking a lot of questions, like how do you guys afford all this, you know, um, I had a bike already, a 600, and I, I wanted to turn it into a track bike, and right. they were like, no, 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 get a race bike, <laughs> just don't build a. a don't build your bike into a race bike. It's, it's cheaper. So It's definitely cheaper. I but built two races. <laughs> but, but I didn't know where to find a race bike at the time. Right. You know, I'm like, they were like, oh, check this website, check this website. So I didn't know, like, what to really look for. So, like, as you're right. So you can uh, find a bike that might be a reasonable price for yourself at the time, but you don't know what the rider's done to the bike. He could just not have taken care of it and and everything's failing they just want to sell it and right. tell you and, yeah. and you, know, so. I, you know if if you have the luxury you know and i always say this even when people are buying cars you know find a, if you already have a good mechanic that you know uh see what they charge for an hour schedule an hour have them check the bike out or the car out before you buy it pay for it um because it can save you a lot of headaches down the road um if the deal is to, i i so i had a bad experience with a second bike I built, I bought that was built, um, but I was just too eager. I didn't, I didn't look closely. I wasn't paying it. You know, it, it's like it's like you know. Sometimes you see the bike, and then like a car, you just you, you see you just see the good things. And and I and I bought a race bike that I probably shouldn't have bought, and 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 it, and it cost me more money than it needed to to fix. And that does happen. Um, and it, um, again for the second time now I've, so I've bought two bikes that were built race and I've built two race bikes. I'm on my second race bike build right now for my 2022 bike for next season. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's something to be said when you, when you, you know, if there's someone out there that that's a good deal that they built the bike and it has like a few hundred miles on it and and it's relatively new. Um, that's great. If you, you know, if there's someone that you know, there's someone that you know that recommends you to somebody, you know, and you can generally tell, um, but it's very important to get the bike checked out if you don't have the skill sets to evaluate the bike for yourself and pay somebody to do that because mm-hmm. it'll save you a lot of money in the long run. Yeah, the race bikes usually crash, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you want to make sure everything's right, like the forks, you know, straight. Uh, make sure the frame's good, uh, no cracks. Yeah. And, but you always want to make sure there's, like, rare sets where they're replaceable, uh, wires they are replaceable, so... Right. Those are the key things that you need on the race bike, as I was, I seem to notice. So. No doubt. Mm-hmm. So you're listening to the Be Forever Cool podcast. My name is uh, Rex Forty Five. I'm along with TJ from Two Wheels and Coffee, um, and we're talking about racing in the in the in the U.S. of A. That's right. 
you know, and you know, so that's a lot of information that's been packed into this last show, uh, last show, and even definitely check out the, the two previous shows. And we're going to continue uh, to just talk about our experience with racing and, and trying to provide as much uh, information as possible because that's the biggest thing uh, when you decide to go racing, um, finding the information uh, and 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 getting it. Um, you know what I mean? And, you know, all the professional stuff, we will leave to the professionals. If, you, if you're if you looking at your suspension, you got to find somebody who knows about suspension. If you're doing engine work, you got to find somebody who's good at that. Uh, framework, you got to find somebody who's good at that. Uh, everything else, I think, you know, you can bolt on and bolt off yourself. I will say uh, I, I wrench my bike more now than I ed- ever did before. Um, I found even with paying some people, some people still make mistakes on your bike. Um, you know, some of the guys I race with, they only wrench their own bike because it just cuts down on the mistakes and also just cost. Cause you know, you'll might have a friend that will help you out a race weekend, but if you're not going to have somebody help you out every race weekend, so you're either paying someone or you got to start learning. Um, (laughs) you know, the beautiful thing about it is a lot of information online that you can learn and, and, and do, uh, and, 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 and figure out. So don't be scared to learn um or, or ask questions and the beautiful thing about this as well is this is a race weekend event so you could just bring your bike and not race and just work on it that is it's, true and and there's also uh where can you find all these people to fix your bike like you don't have to go to a whole bunch of different shops uh it's a 50 50 chance that there's someone you may know at the track that has something to do with each part you're looking for yeah exactly um, so it's it's a whole family environment as I figured it out so far, and it's a good place to be to fix on your bikes, to race, to get information, um, all that good stuff. No doubt. Um, yeah, I think that's it, man. Yeah, man. So uh-huh. you can find me on uh, you know Instagram, two whales and coffee, two whales number two uh, whales underscore and underscore coffee. No and doubt. On uh, TikTok, two whales and coffee. So. And then on Spotify and Anchor. There you go. Um, and you can find me uh, same places, essentially. Uh, it's going to be Be Forever Cool, uh, Race a Motorcycle. My name is Rex45. My name is TJ. Uh, peace. Peace.